All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh Corporal. Welcome to another episode of Fire Builders Lab. Guess who I got? Daryl Stinson on the show. Daryl, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, what's popping? So good to have you. So good to have you. I know you're eating granola right now. It's probably breakfast. Uh, I wish I had some. I uh, I want to explain to everybody the importance of today's show. It is going to be a doozy. But first, let me explain to everybody that's listening right now. If you've never, if you've never heard about this show before, let me tell you what it's all about. Fire Builders Live. What do we do? We stream live Monday through Saturday, six friggin' days per week. We bring on great guests guests and experts like Daryl. We take these big ideas and these big topics and we break them down into small steps, things that you can do consistently every single day to improve because that consistency is how you get things done. Daryl, by the way, it's okay to swear on this show. I was going to say how you get shit done, but uh, but I tell you, it's true. It's absolutely true. So let me tell you a little bit about the man that you see in front of you, Daryl Stinson, featured in places like Fox, ABC, TEDx, the NCAA, and the man is just getting started, former D1 defensive end, right? He is the founder of Second Chance Athletes and the author of the best-selling book, Who Am I After Sports? An Athlete's Roadmap to Discover New Purpose and Life Fulfilled, right? The guy knows firsthand how difficult the transition from sports to something else, something greater in your life actually is because in 2011, he had a career-ending injury and he attempted to take his own life, and he got through that dark past, that dark history, and now he uses that experience to give hope to the hopeless and to help athletes discover their identities and purpose outside of sports. I think that not only does this topic apply to people and athletes, people in sports, but pretty much everyone that is trying to redefine, reimagine, reinvent themselves, Daryl, that is why I'm so happy to have you on the show, dude. Welcome again to Fire Builders Live. What is up, everybody? Show me some love in the comments. Say what's up. Tell me what you want to get out of this time. We can talk about anything. What you put into it is what you'll get out of it. Hey, from California, let me tell you something. I used to break it down and roll it up. I bet you know the scene. So many flavors. I couldn't name them. I just called them jelly beans. <laughs> my service was flipping pounds of green. So now my purpose is certain. I'm here to serve the king. I had to die to live. Some call that resurrection. My Jesus cut me from the womb like a C-section. Too many haters around me. I tell them, keep it stepping. Got sick of bragging about my grain. So now I keep excedrin. They label me a reverend. I tell them not at all. My bars give them more energy than an Adderall. Like 23 and 63, man, I was born to ball. Jordan, a slave to sin, but my Jesus came and took it all. So many people told me, boy, you'll never do it. Leave that Christian Raptor Craig because you don't know what you're pursuing. I say you neither. That's why your back is turned. Jesus, leave that gangster rap alone and come and join with the believers. I got more. Woo! I'm ready for you today, man. Oh, my God. I am ready in the fire, for dude. you today. Fire builders, dude, you're bringing it. I, you're the first person that's ever fucking laid bars down at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Guys, if you're watching this, put oh, some love in the man. comments, dude. That was so good. It's so good to have you, man. Hey, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So so listen, man, we're going to create some magic today, guys. Um, in 2012, I attempted suicide because I didn't think that my life mattered. Like many people going through the pandemic right now, I didn't think that my current pain was tolerable 
And I felt like quitting was better than living. And I want you to know that if you feel that way, it's a lie. There is purpose beyond your pain. There is life beyond your struggle. And we're going to talk about some of that today about how to pivot. Um, But I want you to do us a favor. Share this information. We're giving you this time because we believe in the power of synergy and the power of giving back. And we believe that when we give to others, something powerful can happen. One statement, one story, one, I was looking for another S, <laughs> can change your life. And so we want to be able to do that today. So I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on. Dude, It's a, it really is good to have you. And I totally agree. Like one story, one statement, honestly, one second. Hey, uh, there we go. You know, <laughs> you know? Like, it, can, it really does have the power. It just takes that yeah, split second to change yeah. your mind, you know, to change your direction. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. Dude, uh, the, you know, you got a powerful story. Like the, the 2011, you know, attempt at suicide, feeling like you're going to give up. Yeah. It, there's, I mean, you hit rock bottom there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I did, man. And, um, <laughs> It's crazy, man. I just I, I recorded a podcast with Pat Flynn yesterday and it was fire. Like it comes out in January, February, y'all. And um I'm sitting here talking to him and and I'm like, dude, you would have never told me in 2012 I would be here. Two time TEDx speaker, connected with some of the most powerful people on the planet. I dude, I diffuse essential oils. <laughs> like do you under like like do you understand that I was raised in the streets where if you listen to an instrumental from a country song you were neglected you know what I mean like yeah, you, you had to listen to hardcore rap you know pushed out pushed out <laughs> of the kingdom and, and, and I say that to say uh, man I, I sometimes the most scariest thing to have in life. Is hope. Because what if you're disappointed? What if you fail? And I know there's people watching this right now. You've got dreams. That's why you turn it. You tune in today because there's more inside you. And you're like, how in the world do I get from where I am today to where I know I can be on the inside? And I want to tell you that it's possible. And I have better news. You ready? It's not just possible. It's probable. It's likely to happen when you set your intention. And we're going to talk about some of that today. So, yeah, man, I've been uh, at that low place, but I've actually, but I've also been able to see the birth of three beautiful daughters. I've been able to get married to a wife I could have never dreamed of. I had all this thing in my head <laughs> about what marriage is going to look like. And, and it, it's, it's even better than what I could have recognized, man. Thank you uh, that we're making you smile. That makes me smile right. that we're making you man. smile. It's interesting that you brought up, you know, marriage because, because I was married as well, like once, uh, uh, for a number of years. And, and that was one of the hardest things, the, the end of it, right? The end of it, because you feel that despair, you know, yeah. sometimes it doesn't, and it really does take work. And to say that you've got an amazing marriage, I mean, that's something to be proud of, man. Cause I know that that's not as easy as it's just spoken, like on shows like this, you know? I'm only saying it's amazing because we're live. No, it really is amazing, man, but it takes work and it takes uh, humility. And uh, yeah, I am blessed to have an amazing marriage. Yeah. Yep, man. I, uh, 
and and your story like like the idea the inspiration that you have showing people the way leading by example right because you're right like it's scary to have hope and it's sometimes sometimes if you fail you feel like man you feel like that is the end of the world the end of the world um and I can't even imagine, you know, I never played sports the way that you played sports, right? It was always like a passing thing. It was never, that was my life, you know, like that was what I was banking on kind of thing. Yeah. And then when it gets ripped away from you through no fault of your own, you know, just like a crazy split second. Um, it's like, it's not just, it's not just the sports that's ending. It's like who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's- Absolutely, man. Um, and there's so many people right now um, that I've talked to that have gone through the same thing. It might not be sports. It might be some corporate job that, you know, I was talking to an executive that's been working at her company for 23 years and then she got furloughed and then furloughed led to a, a permanent layoff. And now she's trying to rethink what she wants to do. But the gift in that is that now she gets to rethink what she wants to do. I mean, she loved her job. She wasn't like one of those people that were like just working it because it was a good paycheck. She was one of those people that loved her job. Really and, loved her. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it was like, it was hurtful. But now she's starting to dig deeper and think like, man, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What do I want to be known for? What type of impact do I want to make? When people are at my funeral, what do I want them to say about me? And these are questions that the pandemic has gifted us in thinking about because it's something about a crisis that makes us center on what's important, what's mandatory, what's optional. And a lot of you are going through that and you're frustrated and you just want things to return back to normal. But, oh, my God, thank you that things are not going to be like they were. Thank you that you're going to come out of the pandemic with uh, a, a more clarified priority list with more focus than you ever had before in your life with more gratitude than you may have ever been able to implement. Cause there's something about having the things that we take for granted taken from us that makes us exercise gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude is powerful. Well, do you believe that it always takes a certain amount of trauma for people to change? Like whether it's an injury or whether it's COVID, (laughs) what, you know, that's a good question, man. I don't believe that. Um, and that, in fact, one of the things that I quote often on podcasts and talks and stuff like that is I say, look, um, people say, you don't know what it's like to walk a mile in my shoes. And to which I reply, you're right. I don't. And I don't ever want to learn that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I'd rather you walk the mile and me learn from the mile that you walked than me to have to repeat the same mistakes. And so, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the persuasion that we don't have to wait till a crisis to, uh, produce change. We can recognize things in our life now that need to be fixed, adjusted, and we can make those implement those changes now. So, you know, we don't have to wait, man. You can choose today. How do you, when you go about thinking about that kind of thing, right? When you say to yourself, all right, Daryl, like what are the things I'm grateful for? And now, you know, what are the kind of things that I want to work on with myself? Where do you start? Do you start inside? Do you start like spiritually do you start like emotionally relationships like where do you where do you start i always start spiritually man um because to me that's the highest vibration that's the highest form of clarity um and i so i always start there 
Um, but but I, I think my view there isn't that there's this being that's up there directing me. It's more so he's abiding in me and directing me from the inside, not from the top down. And so I believe that when I have intuitions and gut instincts, that it's actually inspiration from a higher power um, who I believe is Jesus. And so, you know, um, I follow that gut instinct, you know, like and, and I trust it. And sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. But I would just say, man, I'd rather uh, fail trying than questioning what would happen if I never tried at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially if you do that over and over and over again, where you just avoid trying something new and then all of that piles up at the end of your life and you look back on things and you say to yourself, you say to yourself, you just shake your head, you know, you say to yourself, I could have done so much, but it's all dying with me now. Absolutely, man. You know, you know, Carl says that's good. Right. Saying that this is fire. Uh, (laughs) Well, so, 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 okay. So, as you, as you talk about reinventing yourself, as you work with CEOs and professional athletes and stuff that are moving on to another phase, mm-hmm. um, what, what's the most common thing that you see like that stops people from, from being able to move forward? Uncertainty. You know, the good book says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And I think we have a lot of people that are tiptoeing who should be running. We're tiptoeing because we want to play it safe. We're tiptoeing because we want to blame it on the economy. We're tiptoeing because we want to blame it on our coach. We're tiptoeing because we want to blame it on the pandemic. We're tiptoeing because we want to blame it. 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 When in reality, if we would just take 100% accountability and we would choose that there's no other option, there's no plan B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, if we just choose that there's no second option, what we can accomplish it's powerful. That's why my favorite quote is our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. And I so hope I love that. believe yeah. that, man. And so I would say choose today that there's no plan B. And what, you know, most people in life, and, and here's what one benefit that I have from being a division one athlete and a successful one at that is I even noticed even people at that level that made it there on 80%. And I watched them not get NFL opportunity because they only knew how to go 80. They were saving that 20%. And most people in life don't know what it's like to give their 100% effort at anything. Well, why Why do you think they were saving it? Do you think it was because uh, um, they were afraid to give 100? Or oh, yeah. like they were actually like tactfully saving it for like later? Both. So it is fear of failure or fear of success. And it's a the strategy to deal with that is that I save some percent of me because if I give everything that I have and I fail or I succeed and then I bomb and tank, then I have no one to blame but me. And and, and that hurts. We take that so personal because as you and I talked before we scheduled the show, our identity is too much attached to our, our activity. Mm. What we do is too intertwined into who we are when they're two separate things. And so I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why people struggle the most because they're so afraid to fail because they have too much of their identity tied up into what they do. And we need to detach those identities. We need to recognize that what I do is not necessarily who I am. And I can go and try things and give my best. And if I fail, you know what? Just because I fail doesn't mean that I'm a fail your. Yeah. And that's a powerful distinction to make. Well, okay. So, so on those lines, right? 
if it's not necessarily, if someone isn't defined by their actions, right? Like they tie themselves so closely to what they're doing, right? But if you detach yourself from it, then how do you, how do you personally like then describe yourself? Like if you can't say, look, I'm, I'm Daryl, like, and this is what I do and let my actions speak for themselves. How do you then, like, what words do you use to describe yourself at that point? You know, it's the difference between what I do and who I am. You see, when I do something, it takes all this effort and focus and intention and uh, accountability. But when I am something, it's natural to me. And, and I'm not saying that there's not sometimes some accountability that helps us get there because there is. But that's the difference between doing and being. It's mm-hmm. the natural. It's the free flowing of this. You know, I can uh, do entrepreneurship, I can do selling, or I could be an entrepreneur. I can be someone who sells, right? There's a difference. One is that this, when I do it, there's always some fragility to that identity. Meaning that when I don't sell, I feel less valuable. I feel like I don't matter. But when it's who I am, it's just who I am. (laughs) This is just what I do. And and so as an entrepreneur, you know, they say, are some born and some made. And I, and then people say, well, you can learn entrepreneurship. And I, I, I don't know. I think I disagree, man. I think you can learn how to be a better entrepreneur, but you have to be born one because every entrepreneur that I know that's like super successful and it's, it has great life or balance is the entrepreneurs that have been selling like like random stuff since they were smaller, you know, and, and they, well, always they had that inside they of them. They had that. Had even if they work for a company, they went into it with the entrepreneur mindset of like, I'm going to be a problem solver. I'm not just going to do what I'm told. I'm going to find out what's better. And so, man, you know, I just think that, you know, that's the difference for me. It's, it's, it's what's natural to you. And how can you tell if you're just doing something because you feel like society has pressured you to do it, or you feel like parents have told you that this is what's supposed to happen, or you feel like religion has told you that you're supposed to be this way and what's actually natural to you, because that's the difference in my opinion from doing versus being. Yeah, dude. And in the same way, like I feel like kids are natural entrepreneurs because as the, yeah. when they're younger, like they don't have all the crap that's built up over a lifetime, all the yeah. negativity, all the things that they said that they can't do. Yeah. You know, they just, they're just naturally like they are just yeah. like you're saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and dude, I, uh, I love that. And actually here, let me pull this up. Uh, Perry and ask, this is an interesting question, yeah. right? As you're dealing with, with all of this, like, like uh, sports, people that are in sports, like professional athletes, I'm sure they, they know going in that, that it's going to be fantastic, but it's, it will come to an end at one point in their life. Right. They don't, they don't think about that at all. It, the, it depends. Uh, there's this thing that's called athletic identity, which is the degree to which you identify with your role as being an athlete, which is what I had. I had a high degree of athletic identity or the, the, the correct terminology is I had a, uh, a strong athletic identity, okay, um, which means that I could not see a difference between my identity as an athlete and my identity as an entrepreneur or anything else. It was just such a thick wall of who I was that I couldn't see beyond that. Well, did and, you did you yeah, feel like so? Maybe maybe you felt like you were an athlete, but did you feel like you know sooner or later when you got older it would stop. Or did you did you ever think about that, or you just kind of tunnel, tunnel vision, man? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And even if I did, it was still kind of like I would be the like. Think about like a a good example is Michael Jordan, right? So he's obviously no longer an athlete, but yeah, we still identify him with an athlete. It's funny because yeah. he has a 
a billion dollar brand, but yet we still see him as the greatest basketball player of all time. We don't compare Michael Jordan to Apple. We compare Michael Jordan to LeBron. You see, you see the difference. And so mm-hmm. like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. And so, you know, and, and I honestly think that we could be of service to Michael Jordan, because if you watch the last dance documentary, he still has some athlete identity issues. Right. Yeah. And, it, and then it's so intertwined in our identity. It takes a coach, uh, organization like what we have to really help people. So yeah, man, I think that, um, that's the difference. Well, Perrion asked, speaking of coaching, right? Like our athletes coach to help them deal with this fame and wealth. Or are they on their own for the most part? Uh, they're on their own, man. And I think it's ingrained to them. And we have to coach them to handle it. And we have to prepare um, them for if they never experience it. And, and I don't know if it's the fame that's is important. I think it's the wealth, right? Mm. Because what other profession can you get as a starting employee making $300,000 a year? Where they just hand you a suitcase of money, like, you know. But I will say this: if you, if you, and I haven't done the research, but this will be a really fun project for our team. Is if we researched the amount of hours and intention and effort that went into reaching the level of a professional athlete, I'd be interested to see if you put that same effort and intention uh, into another industry or profession. What? Where would you land in terms of like? you know, financial compensation because yeah. I, like how it breaks down hourly. Yeah. And if you are able to do that, yeah. Yeah, you know? dude. I mean, how many people go to their max, like their max productivity reflect on the minor blemishes on if they, you know, had too long of a conversation in the office, if they spent too long executing an assignment, if they took too long doing what they are supposed to be doing and then made those adjustments and go harder the next time and had real tangible goals, like a actual championship and not just effort. Oh, we tried our best. There's no yeah. tried our best in, in, in sports. It's you win or you lose. You either do it or you don't. You like, know, you're the best or you're not. You're the number one or you're number three. You know, like it's, it's there's no second best in sports. And so what if that was the type of like, focus, intention, and effort that employees had. Well, and, yeah. and I'd be wondered to see like, man, honestly, I think that the 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 uh, financial profitability of that is like way higher than in sports. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. Like, uh, like if you broke it down into hourly, I mean, do you subscribe to the whole 10,000 hours like Malcolm Gladwell idea? Yeah, yeah I heard of it. And I, honestly, in full transparency, I haven't read the book because I heard it quoted like a billion times and I kind of get it. And so I'm like, okay, I get it. Put in focused, like deep work, right? Like that's, yeah. the, that's the goal. And so I agree with the principle. Um, and I hope that it doesn't take 10,000 hours. I do think there's a hack. I do think there's a hack. The hack is who you know. Hmm. That when you find the right relationships, it can open up doors that would have taken you years to get opened. Because that half is, of it, because is that to say then that that half of success, like even with athletes, half of success is being amazing physically, like yeah. having the skill set, being able to master that kind of thing. But the other half is 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 opening the doors to get yourself into the situations where you can be seen, where people can recognize you, things like that. Yes, based upon our conversation. Absolutely. But I actually believe there's three components to uh, unforgettable, unshakable uh, success. Here's what it is. Your mindset, 
your skill set and your network. Mm-hmm. If you master those three things, there's, there's no use. The mindset is so important. You know that. I mean, you, you work with people and you'd see that I can give you the exact tools, strategies, but if your mind isn't there, your life will never be. Yeah. And, this, I, and I think it's important for everybody listening, right? Also, it's we're not talking about like a, your personality. Like your personality is one thing. Your mindset is another in my mind. Like, like people are who they are at the beginning of their life. Like if you're funny or you're, you know, a little bit more serious or you're just great. Like, like that's your personality. That's who you are. And I feel like that's what a lot of people try to change. And what I think what you're saying, Daryl, like your mindset is how, how you approach problems, like how you, what you believe you can accomplish. Yeah. you know, yeah. while still maintaining the integrity of your personality. Absolutely. Man, put up Stefan's question because I think it's so good. Can you do that? Check this out. There right. you he go. said, wait a second. You spent a good amount of time saying that the best entrepreneurs, for instance, are born into it. And then you talk about the problems when people cannot separate themselves from what they do. Did I miss something? The 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 answer, my answer to that is that you didn't miss anything. It's the difference between forcing and being, okay? And and what I mean by that is if you have to force yourself to be an entrepreneur, if you have to force yourself to go to work, if you have to force yourself, then there's something about that activity that hasn't become a part of your being, who you are naturally. And that's the difference for me. And so it's, it's why, for instance, that work can be very draining for some people and for others, it can be very fulfilling. Okay. Um, um, I can literally, uh, and I actually just had a recent failure in business, right? Um, I was raising some capital to scale our organizations to help and serve more athletes. I was raising $50,000. We fell short. We raised like 20. I failed. But because my identity wasn't attached to my activity, because this is just who I am naturally, and it's not something I'm forcing myself to be, we were able to bounce back from that because it was just like, okay, like where else could I go? You see what I'm saying? But when it's an yeah. atta- when your identity is so attached to an outcome, <laughs> you like you 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 can't keep moving forward like that. And so I think that's the difference. Um, and I, I don't know if that helps answer your question, but that's my thoughts on the question. Man, the well the. Because you detached yourself from that outcome, you you were able to bounce back, yeah. right? Um, did you like? Do you feel? I mean, you learn from that. And you feel like the next time you go to raise some money, you're going to be able to do it better. Yes, I I, I will do some things better. Um, I had some people that made some promises that they didn't fulfill. <laughs> um, but 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 here's the reality, though. It did hurt, and for a moment, I recognized. Okay, wait a second. I'm getting. My, my identity is too tied up into this. When I start going for, when I start making statements like this, instead of I failed, I'm a failure. In, 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 instead of there's lessons for me to learn, I start saying things like, I don't have what it takes. I'm not supposed to do things like this. It, that's to me where I'm having some real core identity issues because a failure, a rejection, Lessons to be learned shouldn't change who I am. And, and and I did have some of those thoughts, but that's where I reminded myself that, yo, man, this is 
this is, you know, this went away. You'd be all right. But this, like, you you can't help but to be this way, dude. Like, you can't quit on being an entrepreneur because you didn't raise the money that you were supposed to raise because this is who you are. Like, when yeah. you were a little kid, when I was a little kid, dude, I painted rocks and I, um, and I, uh, uh, Did you sell uh, them? Like, like, yeah, I sold them, but I painted them. Like, like I don't want you to think Picasso. <laughs> dude, if you see anybody who knows me knows I can't draw with the lick. Dude, I painted these things one solid color and they were weren't even like all filled in. And like, I, it was almost like tie dyeing an egg. And then I just laid them out and I sold them. And because some cute little kid was selling rocks, people like bought them for a couple bucks. But my point is like, in, never in my mind was I like, if I don't sell rocks, like I'm not, this isn't worth it. If I sit out here all day, like I, as a kid, I was just like, I'm creating, I'm selling, I get joy out of this. Like, and, and I don't know, man, it's just, it's, that, that's the difference between me. And, and thank you, Steven. He said it helped. He says the word I'm taking away from this is detachment as a positive yeah. approach to how to invest yourself into a process or its outcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yep. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. And, uh, and speaking of painting rocks, man, is it really it says it's a thing right now. And you were in on it early. Is it really, dude, I'll go, I'll go <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> I, Cause you've been doing it all wrong. Dude. Look, I, like, I'm about to stop selling Post coaching practice, uh, packages and start selling rocks again. <laughs> we're talking about no, the physical rocks, you guys, not drugs. <laughs> But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The difference between like it was in your personality yeah. to not give up. Like you don't attach yourself to that. That's yeah. who you are. You, you're going to create. You're a producer. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, but the mindset, yeah. the, the idea of the things that you tell yourself where you're you know, starting to get a little bit down on yourself and talk about being a failure and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the things that you can change. Your mindset, the things that you can talk to yourself about. So I dig it. I dig it. And so. Uh, what I like to ask people on this show, Daryl, as people begin to find that about themselves, yeah. right? There's plenty of ways and there's a lot of things that they could do. Mm-hmm. But if you had to suggest one to start with, right? And also, if it helps, if it helps, the way that I also kind of like to describe this question is if you were describing this to a kid, like an eight-year-old kid, you're... The eight-year-old kid is selling rocks, painted rocks on the side of the, the road, right? And they asked you, how do I, you know, nobody bought them. What do I do? Right kind of thing. What would you tell them? I like the word consistency um, because of my answer, not because of your question. My answer to that question is find someone who sees who you are and what you can be. And can speak to the core of who you are and your identity. Um, in 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 the faith realm, we call this fathers or mothers in the faith. Uh, some people might call this mentors, um, but you'd find that person and you would ask them as many questions as you can as often as possible. And I say consistently because every day is a little bit annoying, <laughs> but but consistency is appreciated and celebrated. So. That would be my number one thing for you to do. Are we talking, I mean, I guess it could be either a like a physical person, somebody in your life, a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, boyfriend, family member, or like Jesus, you know, or or Buddha or no, some No, 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 no. I'm literally talking of a physical, physical. person. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, your faith is the highest thing, right? So 
Um, I, I so wholeheartedly believe in that. But you're, um, um, I'm talking about a person. I'm talking about tangible skin and bones. Uh, that you somebody can that can give you like active feedback kind of thing. Like when you, when yeah. you, yeah, when you're down, they can bring you up. Like you can, you can help them reciprocate. Somebody who knows you enough to, to say both ends of the spectrum. Number one, you can be more productive. There's more in you. Uh, number two, you can have more work life balance. There, you're not enjoying you or your family or your relationships enough. You need people who can see both of those realms of your life. And, and that, that's a hard relationship to find because oftentimes people fall into one bucket or another. But I do believe that there's relationships out of there that can see you as a whole person. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, uh, and, and for some people that are listening, like, you know, they, they don't have that yet. Uh, you know, they've got family members that are either, like you said, one side of the spectrum or the other. Um, and it's, uh, you just got to go out and find those people. And I feel like you find them by just doing what you love. Yeah. And they, and they, you naturally gravitate. Yeah. 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 I saw somebody ask who inspires me. I'm sorry. I know you're like landing this plane. Uh, but this is going really good, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I mean, it's just really natural flowing conversation and I, and I can feel it when, uh, people are getting value from it. Yeah. Um, Good. Who inspires me? Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you an answer that you wouldn't expect, and then I'm going to give you probably what you're looking for. Uh, Number one, I inspire me. (laughs) And and what I mean by that is not because of titles or accomplishments, but because I know how bad I want to quit. I know how bad, uh, uh, how afraid I am before I get on stage. I know how much I question myself, doubt myself, have challenges in believing in myself. And when I watch me, overcome that and step into it i get fired up i'm like look you wanted to quit but you kept going so that that really does inspire me in fact i have a whole journal like a folder in my evernote that's all about moments where i wanted to quit and throw in the towel and i didn't so like um and i'm not saying that i should inspire you i'm saying that you should inspire you (laughs) yeah because you are sweet yeah there you go i inspired me too that's what i'm talking about Yep. Uh, uh, but I'll give you some names. Uh, you know, my pastor's number one. His name is Travis Hall. He, he has a podcast. It's pretty good. It's called uh, Transformational Truths with Travis. You should listen to it. Um, and then, uh, man, uh, Tony Dungy inspires me because he's from my hometown. And there's not a lot of people that have come out of my hometown to build high success in their life. So he inspires me. Uh, I love, uh, Pat Flynn, who I just did a podcast with because he's so practical and he's, uh, asked great questions. Um, I love David Meltzer for the way that he gives. I love Michelle Patterson for the fact that she was diagnosed with 90 days to live with breast cancer and she's still kicking breast cancer. But, um, I like, um, I like John Maxwell because of how practical he is from a leadership perspective. Um, he gets out of theory and, and into practice. Um, and he's the only one that kind of breaks down in such a way that you can actually kind of let's like read it and go with it. Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of names that come to mind initially, but there's probably a ton more if I think about it. And the cool part about it, I mean, for everybody that's listening, like you could, you could find all of these amazing people and take small snippets from their life and just sew them into yours. Oh you know? yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's what I do too. Like uh, yeah. so many good people. Who, who wrote the book? Everything is figure outable. Is that Marie Folio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never read the book, <laughs> but I read the title. And I was like, exactly. Everything's figure outable. <laughs> I feel I, I honestly, I've I, I read the title. I was like, 
I don't really need to need the book, read the book because I don't understand. <laughs> right, that's but, the but, end. Yeah, yeah, the end. You know, everything's figureoutable, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope well, okay. I can put that. So, so tell me this then, right? Yep. Because my, here's my follow-up question to this. You suggested finding somebody yep. that can, that can both sides of the spectrum, right? Right. Yep. Tell you when you're screwing up, tell you when you're doing amazing. Yep. You find those people, right? And you listen to them. You interact with them as consistently as possible. If they did that for the next 30 days in your experience, what would that do to change them? What would that, what would that do for them? You would have a range of emotions. The first emotion that you may feel is gratitude. Gratitude for the person that's in your life and has helped you move your life forward. The second thing you may feel is regret. Regret for the fact that you could have been doing this a long time ago, but you didn't know or you knew and you chose not to. And usually the latter is, is more uh, the one that happens to people. Uh, most people know what they should do. They just don't do it because they're afraid or whatever. And so uh, once you feel that gratitude and then you feel that regret, hopefully you'll move forward back to like uh, zeal might be the word or like such an, a high level of appreciation that you want more. Um, I hate the word hunger now, but it'd be a hunger, right? And it'd be the fact that now that you realize that, hey, I'm happy for this relationship. I regret that I didn't do more of this. And now I have this appreciation and this hunger that I'll never have a regret again. So I'm going to invest double down in this relationship. That's probably what would happen. Dude, I love that. And are you... I mean, I know that you live this way, but what are you, what are you afraid? Like, what don't you want to regret on your deathbed? I don't want to regret, uh, missing out on moments, uh, that I was too busy to recognize and see the beauty in. Um, I don't want to regret, uh, dying with ideas and projects and things that could have helped others inside of me, just not because life ended, but because I was too afraid to try. Yep. Um, I don't want to regret uh, having the wrong priorities in life uh, and chasing something that was more for my ego than it was for the good of humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people feel the same way, especially, I mean, I feel the same way, especially with the, un, the idea of unfulfilled potential, you know, like yeah. having, having a lot of that in you and, and never having the guts to put it out there. Yeah. And I think there's a balance to that, man, you know, because if you look at the world's best visionaries over the history of time, all of them died and had more to fulfill. Like you can't look at an MLK or even if you, so weirdly choose Adolf Hitler or like you can't look at some great world leader uh, and, and say like, you know what? If they were alive for another year. They could have did some more great things. That's the power of vision. You see beyond even in your own life. So there is a balance of like, man, I might not ever be able to accomplish this in my lifetime, but, but I can sure put the, the work and the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and get the ball rolling, man. And like, yeah. you know, and take some steps. So here, all right. So let me take this off. Let me put on. So Parian, I mean, we can't. Oh, hold on. Let's see. The word regret should be taken out of the vocabulary because we can't change what happened a second ago. Look up and move forward. Uh, you know. And she also had a question here. Strongest piece of advice you would give to a new athlete? 
Oh, new athlete. Number one, uh, because I'm biased, I would say connect with our organization. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. So connect <laughs> to Six Chance Athletes and it's a network of people. This, the second thing I would say is give it all you got. <laughs> you know, go as far as you want to go. As we coach former athletes, one of the number one things we see that they, they struggle with other than missing camaraderie is regret. And it always comes down to I skipped reps. I didn't recognize that I had all these trainers and people cheering for me. I didn't recognize that I could leverage my network. I didn't recognize that, you know, I won't be around these people as long as I forever. And so, like, I didn't value the moment and I didn't give my all to it. That is the number one regret uh, other than camaraderie. And so I would say give it everything you got our our methodology that we teach to current athletes and former is really dream big and dream beyond so i want you to dream as big as possible like if you want to be a hall of fame athlete like go for it like because it is it make you a lot of money and it'll help you elevate your platform for whatever you will do next so don't dumb it down just because the, the the chances are low that you might make it to that level but give it everything you got and then dream beyond Right. Think about what's going to happen if you don't actually make it to that level. That way, if it happens sooner than what you're ready for, you'll be ready for it. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's my advice. Oh, I love that, man. I mean, you can never if you were you can never go wrong with choosing the bigger vision. Yeah. I feel like that's always the right answer. Yeah. Always like, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I man, I, I love that. And uh, and man, I just want to say as a plane flies over, uh all kinds of craziness going on here and on the porch. Um, no, seriously, this, I, I feel like, I feel like what you just said about athletes, new athletes, about giving it your all living in the moment, giving it your all. Yeah. man, that just applies across the board. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I, uh, uh, I'm so glad dude, this was such a good conversation, man. Thank you. man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I enjoyed it. You asked great questions. The audience asked great questions today. I know people are going to be watching the replay. If you're doing, just share this link with others so that um, they can benefit from this conversation. If there's anything I can do uh, to be of service to anyone, um, I'm launching a mastermind to help, uh, you know, uh, I, I say mission centered speakers, people who actually are in it for the right reasons, basically yep. uh, build six figure innovative speaking careers. And so uh, we'll be launching that in J- January. And I'm so excited to teach you how to craft your signature story, find your ideal audience and land your TEDx stage. Uh, and and I can't wait to raise up the next generation of speakers. So I'm really excited about that. Dude, that's amazing. Like, uh, there is there is a link to DarylStinson.com in the show notes. You're, if you're watching this live, it's also in the description. Uh, can they get information about that particular, like the speaking mastermind in there? Yeah, yeah. Or just reach out to me, man, uh, to uh, Daryl at SecondChanceAthletes.com. Don't have to be an athlete. It's just my email address because I don't want multiple. <laughs> <laughs> like keeping it simple, man. Yeah. There's one. Yeah. Yep. No, dude, I uh, I hear it here. Steven says, this has been awesome. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks, uh, Lyndon saying, Elvis has been listening intently. Elvis <laughs> is the rooster that's usually around here just like screaming at the top uh, of his lungs. But he yeah, uh, captured his attention today. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, learned some new stuff, confirmed some other stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. Right. Thank you for the inspiration. Raise awesome. up. Um, Raise up. No, man, this was, this was so good. So, uh, so, Guys, if you're listening to this, connect with Daryl. Go check out the page, DarylStinson.com. Dude, like this has just been 
This has been one of my favorites, man. Thank you, man. Point. It's so uh, good. Thank you, man. That means, so that means the world. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Anytime anyone gives me the honor of speaking on their platform, it means the world because the level of trust that you put in me. So I'm glad I didn't scare anybody away. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, you uh, actually brought them in, dude. That, that beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude. Thank it you, man. Great. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Tara. Absolutely. I feel like we have to say a Happy New Year, but I, I get a little selfish. My birthday is December 31st, and it's before the New Year. So I want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday to me, <laughs> and Happy New Year. <laughs> just throw that in as a disclaimer. Yeah, uh, well. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, seriously, this was so good. Uh, so I'd like to ask everybody at the very end. I mean, you have some amazing points on this show. If you had to sum it up, some some words of wisdom, something to leave people with, a quickie, what would it be? Be yourself. Love yourself. Find a mentor who knows who you are and what you're capable of and die empty. So good. So good. Happy birthday. Come back. <laughs> uh, seriously, man, this has been this has been such a great conversation. So thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, man, my, my pleasure. And I can't wait to have you on my second chance live show. Yes, uh, that's going to be awesome, man. So let's let's get that scheduled and uh, create some more magic together. All right. We will make it happen. Well, this guy's seriously. This is Daryl, Josh, Elvis running around here somewhere uh that's it we're wrapping up another amazing episode of fire builders live again we stream live monday through saturday six days a week so come join us for another episode if you want to sponsor the show if you want to support the production go to firebuilderslive.com you can check it out right there all kinds of options for you daryl thanks again my man my pleasure y'all go do something all right all right guys peace out see you man